Well, this is the three-point shot. I'm starting to think you never paid attention to what the intro sounded like. I certainly didn't. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) We can't hear it because it's movie magic. (laughs) Well, we could have listened to it back, I suppose. Yeah. I argue we should (laughs) have. Obviously, now that I'm on TV, I have like an earpiece. And like, you can't see it. If unless you like look for it, because uh, it's very tiny, but you can pretty much like hear everything else clearly. So it's kind of cool, like listening to people in the control room when I can't see them. But then I also you ever refer to them collectively as the gallery? No. Have you gotten any when when you're on your first breaking news as an anchor developing story? Are you gonna you're, are you gonna go finger to the earpiece? That would only be if I was like two out, fingers. Like, no, no, that would be if it was like outside and windy. Because otherwise you can hear it clearly. Like, it's not like people are... What would be... Could there be news big enough where you just go entire fist pushing the earpiece into your ear? Well, it'd probably be that, no? Like a... Because I've seen this, which... Great radio, but... (laughs) (laughs) No. I'm I'm a big fan of the mechanics of the finger to the earpiece. What's that? Yes. Yes, we're getting new information. Anyway, we're a sports podcast, I think. I don't know what this is anymore. But uh, <laughs> the the one thing I want to talk about is the five-win-in-a-row, uh, getting hot at the right time, Maryland Terrapins, who seem to have all but secured a tournament bid in the one year out of our four years in college, I thought they wouldn't make the tournament. Freshman year, I thought they had it. Sophomore and junior year, they obviously did. This year, I thought, nah, like we're just not. And we have just gotten good at the right time. It looks like we're going to make it. Yeah. I mean, I can't fully, I think pretty much what the moral of the story is, is that if even Bender's on your team, you're not going to make the tournament. That's a sad fact. That's, I mean, it's not, not even because they made it our sophomore year when he was on the team. I just never liked watching him play. Um, what was it? Josh, Josh Tomajic is like a main contributor for San Diego State right now. What? Yeah. As in alma mater of Kawhi Leonard, San Diego State? Yes. Also Marshall Falk and Tony Gwynn, RIP? Yeah. Wait, RIP to two of the greatest left-handed hitters of all time. RIP Tony Gwynn and RIP Wade Boggs. Rest in peace, Wade Boggs. Rest in peace, Wade Boggs. We try in – every day is a sad day. But you also get to think – I think Wade Boggs would be looking down on us and smiling. RIP Boss Hog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So San Diego State is currently projected to be an eight seed and number 23 grad transfer Josh Tomajic is, well, he's a senior. He's a senior. Josh Tomajic uh, has, has, uh, he only started the most recent game, but he's played 370 minutes, uh, has, is shooting, that's free throws, uh, is averaging five points per game, which is much more than he did. Why can't we get players like that? And he's, he's averaging 15 minutes per game. Uh, you know who I miss? Sorrell Smith. Field goal percentage. I, I like Sorrell Smith. I, I, me neither, but I liked his perfectly round head. Sorrell Smith is at... Middle Tennessee. Eastern Tennessee. Oh, I picked the wrong direction of Tennessee. Who else? The question yeah. is, what is Alex Testato doing right now? <laughs> He's still on Chattanooga, I believe. Is he? <laughs> yeah. I Look, the whole, all former Terps end up in Tennessee. You got uh, you got Tostado, you got Sorrell, you got a uh, um, 
Kasim Hill in Tennessee. You got Pig. You got Pig. You got Piggy at Western Kentucky, which may as well be in Tennessee. Alex Stato has played five minutes this season uh, in one game, and uh, he did not make a shot. He missed. The oh. Uh, yeah. No, he he did get one defensive rebound. Oh, he never should have left the South Pole. He got a steal and he turned the ball over, and that is it. That sounds like a real net zero. One game, game. one game played, five minutes, one rebound, <laughs> one steal, one turnover. Alex, the toaster, tostada. <laughs> See, nothing not that funny until you have like it's sort of funny, but the one steal and the one turnover is my favorite because I'm imagining this exact sound effect. I'm just assuming since there wasn't much time, he got the steal and the turnover right after one another. So this exact sound, if you were watching the game rooting for Chattanooga. Ah! My dream is that he got the rebound, turned it over, stole Stole it back, back, and then just launched one. He did attempt one field goal and miss it. So very possible that happened. There's, there is no way he hit anything approaching the rim or the backboard with that. Now, now you got me thinking about the full kitchen the Terps have had in the past years, like the chef Michael Tchaikovsky, the toaster Alex Tostado, and the microwave Sorel Smith. Yeah, and um, people would call Cowan uh, the air fryer. Uh, I don't think they did. But Don Obi was the refrigerator. Oh, so I used my air fryer down here for the first time, my roommate's air fryer. I used it last week. Oh, Colin, I miss you, man. Fire <laughs> oh, <you're> different. <laughs> you fried it with air. I don't understand how they work. I think they're just, just tiny convection toaster. ovens. It's not that complicated. Yeah, they are just cylindrical toaster ovens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, because I don't think that's what a cylinder is. I mean, I think they come in different shapes and sizes. I don't yeah. know. They look like um. What was the game system from Drake and Josh? The game sphere. Yeah, ours always reminds me of that. Spherical. Like um, it feels. It feels like the whatever the next generation of the game sphere would have been. It would look like an air fryer. All right. So I'm going to bring us back to sports because we've somehow <laughs> that'll, gotten that'll last. We've hey. gotten somehow so far off. I had a dream last night. This is completely true. I had a dream, and I'm I really concerned out how to fix baseball. Leave, so, leave it alone? So, no, no, no. Okay. No. There's been a lot of arguments recently about the designated hitter or the DH, if you will. Or um, the duh. Or the duh. Uh, <laughs> So, I had a dream that was like, hey, come on. They want better offense. Bring in the DH. Stop letting the pitchers hit. And then it occurred to me. It occurred to me. It it blew my mind when I realized it. I have a feeling that I know where this is going. such a simple answer. Each team gets 18 players outside of pitchers. Nine in the field. Nine different hitters. You pick the nine best hitters on the team. They're the only ones that hit. Whoever's in the field, be damned. That is how you fix baseball. No more DH. D everything. everything. Aren't you an advocate for having... um, what is it? Uh, a, a pitcher's hit? Yes, I am. But I also think if you put it up like this, where no fielder is guaranteed the ability to hit, and that only the best hitters on the team hit, 
you can have pitchers hitting. You can have nine pitchers hitting if your nine best hitters are all pitchers. Imagine a world where hitting and fielding are completely separate entities. Think of how easy Hall of Fame inductions are because now if you're an all-time great defensively you don't even look at batting statistics anymore because it's not guaranteed they hit at all <laughs> i mean ozzy smith would ozzy smith would still be playing there's no more positive. there's no more catchers going out there maybe hitting a single every now and then only hitters we go full bore on the three true outcomes of baseball every hit is a strikeout a walk or a home run so we don't even really need the fielders but they're there just so somebody could field the home it runs. really sounds like your ideal would just look like we baseball functionally just, yes just, just we we throw it we hit it it rolls, we make a decision, and then we hop around as legless little weird things. With and that's how you fans. fix baseball. We're not arguing about whether or not the pitchers can hit. <laughs> Nobody's allowed to hit. The nine best hitters on the team hit, and the eight best fielders on the team field, plus a pitch. No. Next question. <laughs> what if it's just one hitter? You get, Plus, you, get, you get just one, just one concept, guy hits nine times. The concept of pinch hitting, gone. It, it's overcomplicated. The kids these days don't get it. They don't understand. Yeah, wait, Colin, Colin, why nine hitters? The minimum you need is four. Nah, no, one. Nah, you got to have run, nine. Ghost runners. <laughs> you got to. <laughs> yeah. All right. You pick the best hitter on your team. Ghost man on second if you need him. Other than that, it's just the same guy at bat every time. 162 games. Every team gets to pick what every team is three player. No, you know what? You don't even need a catcher. Every team is two players, one pitcher, one hitter. Okay. No, no. I have it better. <laughs> oh I, Lord. I'm changing it. It can't possibly be. <laughs> I, I'm gonna change it. I'm actually gonna completely reverse it because oh, Lord. The three true outcomes of baseball is boring. It's lame. It's old-fashioned. It's gross. Who wants to watch a man hit a ball really far? The nine worst hitters on the team. Throw, throw ground balls. They're more democratic. The nine worst hitters on your team, they're your hitters. The nine worst fielders on the team, or the eight worst fielders on the team, and the pitcher. So, Zach Greinke, I'm sorry. You need to retire. You're too good at fielding and pitching at the same time. I'm sorry, dude. No place in my baseball Jason, for you. Jason Giambi with no at-bats playing every inning at first base. Your worst nine hitters. Omar Vizcal. Going up against your worst eight fielders and a pitcher. Every hit is small ball baseball. It looks like backyard baseball where a deep hit to right field can get you out at first because you're moving slow as dirt. Or you can hit a double on a ball that goes three feet. I feel like this is building more and more towards what we would do before our practices started uh, when I played JV baseball, which was uh, backwards baseball, which was you throw with your off hand, you hit the opposite direction, you run the bases backwards in reverse order. Exactly. Yeah. It's, listen, the what argument a, what of- What a game. Baseball, what a game. It, current baseball, stinky, old, arguments on whether or not the DH should be universal. Collins baseball- fresh new every play is a complete wild card think about it dwell on it i have manfred if you want the copyrights 
You know my number. Does he? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point, it's just, good Lord. Listen, baseball's TV numbers can't get worse. Let's make it weird. <laughs> No, just keep just keep it the same for all of the people who like baseball, and then you know, eventually, by the time it dies out, there will be nobody around who cares anymore. I think the anymore. beauty of my plan, though, is that it is a true compromise, right? Any <laughs> ch- baseball as a fan base is divided into like, ugh, let the game evolve, and ugh, tradition. Both of them stupid, wrong, incorrect. So I'm gonna upset, <laughs> mutate it, mutate it beyond all reasonable. <laughs> so upset everybody the same amount by functionally making baseball into something else entirely this is this is the this new strategy to to go down the middle for different you know theories we could teach intelligent design we could teach evolution or we could say that all animals were created in a lab (laughs) by a mad scientist who chews double bubble and smokes peyote listen all i'm saying is we what did. I'm pitching the MLB is the same thing whoever invented the ability of the forward pass pitched the NFL. What if we just <laughs> allowed <laughs> you to do something that we didn't let you do before? Just, you can throw it now. <laughs> Completely off the cuff. It's a new sport entirely. That's what I'm pitching. What if we, what if call we... it, call it plate ball. <laughs> Not Colin ball, coin ball. Mint ball. Mint ball. Mint ball. I'm going with mint ball. Uh, I want to go. I want to go back to. Um. I want to go back. Uh. If we're if we're gonna do that, if we're gonna move baseball forward, can we compromise by moving either basketball, or actually moving every other sport backwards? So hockey, uh, no helmets. Football, no helmets, and we're bringing back. Um, no, the, the, uh, we're bringing back the wedge blocking formation that was banned because it killed too many people. Uh, no, I want to make it very clear. Uh, leatherhead helmets. Okay, leather helmets. Uh, basketball, peach baskets, everybody shooting underhand, wearing weird wrestling singlets. Yes, the rule for basketball is now you can only wear the 80 short shorts and every shot must be taken granny style. There is no three-point line. Uh, (laughs) Hi, welcome to Colin Breaks Sports, the podcast. I'm going to take everything you love and ruin it. And Zach's not going to say anything because he's so emotionally drained from my ridiculousness. Well, (laughs) What I was going to get to here is in terms oh. of, of pitchers hitting. Did you see what Zach Frankie oh, no. said today? No, what did he do? So a reporter asked him, like, hey, you're kind of close to 300 wins, 300 strikeouts, or 3,000 strikeouts. I hope he's close to 300 <laughs> strikeouts. He's been in the league a long time. I actually hope he's not even remotely close to it. <laughs> they were like, blown past it. They were like, do you care at all about milestones? And he, in the most Zach Frankie way possible, was like, the only milestone I care about is that I have nine home runs and nine stolen bases. And I'd really <laughs> like to have 10 and 10. And he was like, when I got traded to Houston, I was in the American league. So it got harder. So the first time I got on base with Houston, I tried to steal, but I got caught. <laughs> have you ever seen the story of when he got called up from triple a? He got, yeah. so the, the Royal, he was with the Royals. It was like, Oh, four Oh five. Um, and they like call. So his manager's like, all right, he's like 21, 22. And his manager's like, Zach, they're calling you up. You're, you're going to play for the Royals. And he apparently totally deadpan was just like, I don't know, coach. I've been, I've been thinking about, uh, I, I've been thinking about it. And I think I want to convert. I think I want to be, uh, I think I want them to, to ask them to send me back down to single A so I can become a shortstop. <laughs> and his manager was just like, I didn't know if he was serious. So I was just like, 
dude, they're sending you to the major leagues. And finally he was just like, ah, fine, I guess. <laughs> so I really like the idea that he's become like a pitcher with a hall of fame, like argument just because he was like, they wouldn't let me play short stuff. I mean, it's a Hall of Fame argument if he retired today. I'd imagine by the end of his career, Granky will probably dig himself in well enough. To but imagine how good a shortstop he would have been. If he keeps, if he has a couple more good years, he's easily up. I don't even really think he needs a couple more good years. I think he just needs to hang around for a couple of give years. Give me one second. Give me one second. Let me look up his stats. Do you think? Do you think he's going to? I want to say he's got like 2,700 strikeouts at this point. Like he's around there. I. Uh, I think with all the gold gloves and everything, I think he probably hey, can get in. Young, already, it's going to be his 18th year in the league. It's going to be like 108 wins. Usually, Astros lose DH so he can hit. He's 36. It'll be an age 37 season. Uh, how many strikeouts? 2689 strikeouts. Uh, 337 ERA. Let me see the Hall of Fame meter on here. Uh, Isn't it? Hall of Fame meter at this point just be broken. Well, it, he's, he's, he's a little right. below it. He's a little below. The Hall, of, the Hall of Fame meter should just be a picture of me going like this. Uh-huh. I do want to actually say a good shout out to Baseball Reference in their Hall of Fame prediction statistics, where they have four of them of how deserving based on purely numbers. Yeah. How deserving based on purely numbers, but different math. How <laughs> likely and how actually deserving based on. Everything Every, okay. put together. I like the different math. One. Yeah, there's black ink and gray ink, and I still yeah. don't know the difference. Um, I, I've like read about them extensively because I don't these, get them. These are the stats read by old men at horse betting tracks, and these are the stats made by young men in basements. Like I think one of the two of them is like. Oh, every milestone is additive as opposed yeah. to every milestone replaces the previous miles. So, like for one, it's like, oh, you got 2,000 strikeouts, there's like one point, and then you get 3,000, there's another five points, as opposed to the other one is like 2,000, that's one point, 3,000, scratch off that old one point, now it's two. Like, <laughs> you mean like how nobody talks about how Alfonso Soriano is the most recent member of the 3030 club? Dude, I don't know. Listen, if Johan Santana can't even hang out for on the ballot for a year, I just don't understand how pitchers do or don't make the Hall of Fame. It's because baseball writers are twerps. Like, if Johan's... I don't know. And I say that as a proud twerp well, of Just because Johan Santana was good against the Phillies doesn't mean... He, <laughs> no, he was I, good against the Phillies. He was absolutely I mean, he was good against everybody yeah, for, I, like, a very little bit. He was I'm also not, really small. I'm not suggesting whether or not Johan Santana should have been a Hall of Famer, but the fact that he didn't even hang on the ballot for a year is kind of insane. Speaking of Hall of Famers who wore red for a period of their career, J.J. Watt. Well, yeah, uh, you got to talk about him. He wore red for assuming all of his career. And he's going to continue wearing red. What kind of transition was that? Uh, Because he's continuing to wear red. Because it's a transition because he yelled J.J. Watt. I did yell J.J. Watt. There's your segue. Listen, there is nothing wrong with J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt could have gone anywhere he wanted. Like, that, what team wasn't going to take him besides the Texans? <laughs> they yeah. would have taken him. If he had been like, I changed my mind, I want to come back. Exactly. They would have no, been like, we'll team. burn our building. <laughs> we'll burn our building down and kill someone if yeah. that makes you happy. What I think is crazy is the fact that going into it, everybody's like, oh, he's going to go to the Browns. He's going to go to the Packers or he's going to go to the Steelers. And then it comes out of like, 
the Browns and Pack or the Browns and the Colts offered him the most money and he was deciding between the cards and the bills like <laughs> jj watt i just like there were so many teams in on him that the four front runners weren't even in the final two there were so many there teams in on more money than the team he chose that wasn't even in the conversation and you know how rare it is that you're you're popular enough of a player that you can break your news yourself, and that's exactly what he did. I did I, like that. I, I'll still say, and I said it earlier today, and I'll double down. I think JJ Watt exudes Bill's mafia energy. I that was a good point. He's the kind of guy who's gonna accidentally break the legs of a quarterback and then donate five million dollars to his charity, which is functionally what Bill's fans do right now. Dude, one of my favorite mic'd up moments ever. Was um was at some point he was mic'd up against the Saints and and the two lines of trash talk I remember from him mic'd up where he just turns to the Saints bench and very calmly just goes, yeah you guys should uh you should try a new left tackle because this guy's not working and the next one they're coming back down the field and he's sort of walking through their alignment and he, he just went you guys got to do better I don't like hitting Drew like this. <laughs> <laughs> just like if, if I believed him, I was like I believed he was standing there, just like like standing there, just like whispering to the alignment, just like, dude, I'm gonna do a swim move. Like you're probably not gonna be able to stop me, but really try because I feel bad hitting a father of three like this. I don't want to crush your quarterback. <laughs> I, like I'm gonna dunk on you, but please be better than you are because I don't want to hurt your quarterback. Has JJ Watt uh, ever tackled Andrew Luck, and uh, what was that like? Polite. <laughs> Probably like I, a Canadian car accident. Sorry, sorry. Andrew, I mean Andrew Luck mic'd up is another just absolutely excellent Great tackle, guys. Well, because Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Luck, help me up. <laughs> no, Andrew Luck has the same energy that like I would have when I was playing rec soccer of every, but like for him, it's he's the one who's weird. Because when you play rec sports, they're the people who are like, I am psyched up. Like, I'm about to play the Super Bowl. And then there's me, like, somebody does a really cool thing. And I'm like, bro, that was sick. And they look at me and they're like, we're supposed to be enemies. And I'm like, dude, we're both just juniors who are In rec baseball, I would love playing, like, I would love playing, like, first base or, like, third base. It's like, you get a hit, I'll be like, it's like, yeah. You're my friend from school. Just, like, just, hey, you're just, hit, man. He just chit-chatting. But Andrew Luck had that energy in the end. Like, he's in a playoff game, like, driving to try to win the game. Like, throw, takes a hit. He's just like, hey, nice hit, baby. And the guy's it like. Was, it was, I forget who it was that tackled Ben Roethlisberger late, like a late hit. And he was like, my fault, Ben, my fault, Ben. And he, like, helped him up. He was like, I, it, now, there are, certain, there are certain guys in the league where, like, you hit them and you're just like, you know what? Deep down, even if you didn't do anything to deserve it this game, you deserve Like, if somebody takes – like, Yes, I love him very much, and this is a different sport. If somebody takes a late run at Brad Marchand, I'll be annoyed in the moment, but I'll also be – like, it's the same as, like, when I would be younger and my older brother would, like, hit me or push me or whatever. I'd be like, I may not have done anything to deserve it this shift. But, like, <laughs> overall, in the cosmic justice of the universe – that was justified. Yeah, I've earned it. <laughs> yeah. Just like, that's fair. Just like, if you, like when, um, like when Juju blew up Vontez Perfect, do you remember that? Yeah. Like, absolutely. It was absolutely like crackback, blindside block. Like, they threw a flag as they should have. But yeah, fine. Whatever. I get it. Like, there's a, like, if somebody, like, <laughs> if Indomitian Sue was down and somebody stepped on him, I'd be like, 
boy, that wouldn't be cool under any other circumstances. <laughs> or like when um, my favorite example is um, in terms of how different the NBA is now uh, from how it was in the 80s. Um, once when the Celtics and the Bad Boys Pistons were paying in the, playing in the playoffs, Robert Parrish punched Bill Lambeer, I believe six times in the face under the basket. There was no foul called and he was not thrown out of the game. And normally you'd be like, boy, six forearm shivers and punches to the head are uncalled for, but it's Bill Lambeer. So you're like, I just regret that you didn't use any weapons. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I- I'm happy for JJ Watt. Uh, I really don't care about the NFL right now because spring training baseball has started. And I also don't really care about that. My favorite thing is watching guys who I have never heard of. And I'm a huge Yankees fan. And I, even I will be like, listen, uh, like three G before opening. What? Like when a guy hits like 415 in spring training and it's just like this guy. Harry Sanchez hit one onto the highway today. Yeah, but that's not, that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about like the mid-level prospect who it's like, oh, he hit 380. He's the, f-. like, I remember there was one, I can't even remember if he actually ended up having a good year, but I remember there was one year where he was like, sort of, but, but I can't remember when it was. It was after 2013, but before 2018, where Jackie Bradley Jr. had an absolutely insane offensive spring. And everybody was like, he's put it all together. He's going to be an all around superstar. We can build our franchise around this guy. Then I was like, nah, he's hitting 230 again. So those are my favorite, the like random guys. It's it's the same as like, um, it sort of has the same feeling of the small school quarterbacks after the combine. Like there's one, there's one thing and then everybody freaks out about them. Just like, I mean, DK Metcalf is a bad example because he actually panned out. But a guy where you're like, boy, he hasn't really produced very much before. I want to say Daniel Jones, but he didn't even really no, have he didn't. hype. He was just like a weird high pick that suddenly everybody pulled up. Daniel Jones is proof of just like, he should make you hope no matter what you're hoping for in life, whether it's like professional, personal, whatever. Every every pot can find a lid. You just need one team. Hey, listen, I, I was wrong. The only thing I needed Daniel Jones to do was be better than Dwayne Haskins, and he is. So that is all I needed. Okay. You got the benefit of the fact that... Where did that, Haskins end up? Uh, he did. So far. Wait, did he not? Oh, no, he's in... Um, he's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. With did Anthony he? McFarlane Jr. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right. Yeah. I, I, I had heard he was... Because he loves teams that don't have logos on their helmets. On only one side. Yeah, I know. Those look stupid. I don't like the Steelers' helmets. I don't like the Steelers. I don't Me like the Yeah, that's fair. They have bridges, though. And they, and they used to wear those funny, like, Civil War-shaped hats. The Pirates, not the Steelers. Screw their bridges. <laughs> <laughs> That's a level of vitriol I don't think I have. I don't really care for New York. Originally, it was sports, but I also don't really love the city. But I don't think I'd ever be sitting there like, man, F the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> they should have to canoe across those rivers. No, listen, uh, Pittsburgh has cable cars. There's no reason for them, <laughs> but they have them. They don't even have hills. They kind of have one hill <laughs> that there's cable cars for. And I'm sure all of the Pittsburgh fans that listen to this podcast, hi, mom, um, <laughs> are going to be like, well, the cable cars have a genuine, 
No, they don't. <laughs> Build a road like adults, you child city. You named your football stadium after a bottle of ketchup. Shut up. Hold on, hold on, guys. Uh, real quick, I got I to gotta add read here, so then we'll get back to the discussion. But uh, today's episode is brought to you by The Purple Line. <laughs> In terms of things that, in terms of things that promised a lot but didn't deliver, we, the Three Point Shot Podcast, are right up there with the. Pur- we are the purple line of podcasts. I was gonna say the purple line is just a cable car. That- <laughs> the purple line. The purple line. Appropriately, the varicose vein of subway. Just unnecessary cable cars. I mean. But they skimped on the cables, and as it turns out, the cars absolute joke that they moved the m for this <laughs> they moved the m for the purple line to not go in the, the m was one of those that it, it, it was a weird thing and and i feel like we can discuss uh this in sports because this feels like it's not the dh is a bad example but things you're sort of like you don't realize how attached to them you are until they're taken away or threatened to be taken away because the two examples i always think of i would not have thought that i'd care about where the m circle is and this example, because I was explaining uh, to the people who have taken Zach's place uh, in our apartment, if not in our hearts, uh, that well, uh, when we first moved in, we had a microwave that didn't spin our food. And I wouldn't have thought that would bother me. If somebody said, hey, do you care if your microwave spins your food? I would have said no. But then like, I discovered I had a strong opinion. And the sports example I can think of is, remember the weird hill with the flagpole in the middle of it that was in play in Houston? No? Nobody? Yes. Tall's Tall's Hill. I'm upset with (laughs) visitpittsburgh.com. Who would would dare? Who would dare? Have the audacity. Wait, is it audacity? or Tell me what happened, and I'll tell you if they have audacity or if they have gall. Goal. Yeah, I was going to say goal. The iconic Pittsburgh inclines that make our skyline so unique. That is goal. That is Shut up. bash. Shut up. Goal. Okay. Guy who wrote, or girl. Uh, <laughs> he or she. Or she. Uh, he or she that wrote Visit Another Pittsburgh. Another shout out to James uh, Fight me. Uh, <laughs> right now. Uh, it is currently. Can we, can, we jump in, can we jump in PM. early? Is that your no more jobs? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, it wasn't going to be. I, the Buffalo Sabres are getting off easy because the city <laughs> of Pittsburgh has upset me. Uh, it is 940 almost on March 1st in 2020. Uh, whoever wrote... It's 2021. 2021. Oh my God. 2020 is. never ended. Uh, That's true. It is, it is both March 1st and March 366th. Whoever wrote that line that suggested that the inclines in Pittsburgh are what make your skyline iconic. For one, to imply your skyline is iconic. Wrong. Well, it is in the same way like Darth Vader is. Two, to imply your skyline is iconic because of the inclines? No, (laughs) it's because of the rivers and also the college that you built in the middle of your city. Uh, Because the school library is the biggest skyscraper you have what a in sad state of backwater affairs. city. Uh, so goal. fight me right now. You're on the list. You, Standing invite. Max Kellerman, uh, and 
screw it. Antonio Bastardo, you come mixed too. <laughs> I'm throwing it back to episode two. I really don't have that much beef with Antonio Bastardo, but I had to give a third name. So those three standing invite to brawl whenever they want. Pistols at dawn. All right. All right. Pop quiz for you guys. Speaking of skylines, what is the um, tallest man-made structure in the Western Hemisphere? Oh, in the Western Hemisphere? Yeah, so like our um, head. It's the... New World Trade Center. Uh, whatever the Sears Tower is called now? The Burj Khalifa, for one. Is the tallest in the world. It's the Willis Tower. The I can never remember Khalifa. if it went to Willis to Sears or Sears Burj to... Khalifa is in the Eastern Hemisphere. Yes. But the Burj Khalifa, if you're looking at the world backwards. <laughs> it is the... Uh, tower mast, the transmitter for KVLY television in Blanchard, North Dakota. And that's ah. what I learned today. I was like, it's the what? Oh, he said structure. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a building. I did he not say building. He it very carefully, perhaps knowing who he was asking the question to. Zach, who are three people off whom you, off, off whom you would like to deliver a hand beating? Uh, like who I would like to, to beat up? Yes, top three. David Ortiz. Inspired by Colin. Oh, you couldn't take David Ortiz. I couldn't. I didn't say I could take him. I know, I'm kidding. This is a miracle universe where just where where it's based on the desire. Hey, hey I, listen. One second. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. Uh, moving on. <laughs> oh, we're uh, not talking about people we want to fight? I, I don't have any. record, I was very close. The New World Trade Center is second. Oh, nice. Baseball season hasn't started yet. No. Yeah, the Empire State Building. Started. The Empire. What? I said college baseball has started, and yes. you got some Maryland absolute lunatics. Maryland baseball starts on Friday. Yeah. Some big stuff. Are you doing any NBN stuff? No. Oh, D did they reach out to you? Yeah. Okay, at least they didn't like leave you out of the loop. No, 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 no. I just I have stuff to do, okay. and also if I can't like sit in person and then like. I've done, like, it wasn't in quarantine, but, like, when I did softball and volleyball, I did games where it was, like, I am sitting there watching a stat broadcast in complete silence. And yeah. And, like, all phone interviews. And it's not fun. And, like, at this point, since I know it's not the field I'm going to be going into when I graduate, I didn't really feel like it. But all respect to NBN, you know. Go, go, go with the baseball gods, folks. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to see how it goes. I, just, I was just wondering. Um, They're going to crumble without you, Zach. You know that. No, nah, Matt's going to do a great job. Mm, not as great as you would. But that's an unattainably high bar. This is the romantic section of the show. If you're in the audience, just, just turn away, because this part's just for us. Just the two of us. Do you guys see Borat won Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy? <laughs> it deserved it. No, but like that's how bad movies were this year. What a film. I'll admit, Borat 2, funny. Not Best Picture worthy. Ah, who cares? Jason Sudeikis showing up dressed like me on a bad day. <laughs> Sports show, though. Dead Lasso. Unabashed plug. No more jobs? Anybody? Yeah, no, so kind of kind of a lull in sports right now. I mean, I, NBA and NHL are in season. Colin, how are the Flyers doing? 
Uh, we're eleven one and one against teams not called the Boston Bruins. Oh, we never talked about the Lake Tahoe games. They were beautiful. Yeah, that was cool. I don't want to talk about them. Yeah, I wouldn't if I were him either. David Pasternak scored a hat trick and wore pink sunglasses. That's all I really need to say about it. Oh, oh, and, he, and he danced to Barbie Girl. He did dance to Barbie Girl. But you think it was, Colin? Did you think it was at least cool? No. Okay. Moving yeah, on. No, no more. Yeah, it was that was bad. That was bad enough where like they need to do it again next year for you to have a full perspective on it. Like I, I thought it was beautiful until my team played in it, and then I hated every aspect of it. I liked it. So, if your team won, would you have liked it? Very much, yes. <laughs> I can answer that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Right. No, no more jobs. Uh, I don't. I don't have one yet. All right. I'll, I'll go quick so Colin can crap on the Sabers because I enjoy it. Um, I mean, I feel bad because I can't remember the guy's name, but whoever fought Canelo Alvarez this weekend, just, I mean, not his fault. It was a mandatory challenger. He was totally outmatched, but holy cow, did they look like they were two different species in there. Also, no more jobs to George Lucas uh, for the first two Star Wars prequels because we watched those uh, this weekend and they're terrible. Did you watch Revenge of the Sith though? No, we didn't. We, we watched the first two in one night. And um, The Phantom Menace is bad. Had you seen them before? What? Had you seen them before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. They're no, not- we, were doing, we were doing a Disney watch party. My brother's fiance had never seen them before. So we were, uh, we, we were doing a Disney watch party with, with them and my sister. All right. Well, Revenge of the Sith is, is good. Yeah, it's fine. Still but not as good as the other. Attack, Attack of the Clones, it's like... You can you can do it as an experience the way we did it. If you were sitting and watching it, it is genuinely unwatchable. My dad, yeah. the only time he remembers falling asleep in a movie theater is during Attack of the Clones. One of the worst films ever made. Yeah, uh, Attack of the Clones is, is. Have you guys seen Superbad? Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. The scene, the scene where Bill Hader is like in the car and he's like, "Yes, young Padawan," and he's like, "You know Yoda from Attack of the Clones." <laughs> Oh, that makes me so sad. I watched a YouTube video yesterday. Of, it was one of those like songs you don't know are covers. And the number of ones where it was like a 2004 cover by like Hillary Duff, <laughs> actually by the Go-Go's. And I was like, mm. I hate young people so much. All right, crap on the Sabres. I'm ready. I'm gonna, but before I crap on the Sabres, I do want to touch again on the KVLY TV uh <laughs> Mast. Uh, I should have known you weren't going to let this in go. North Dakota. This is fascinating to me. So it was completed in 1963, which made it the tallest man-made structure in the world until it got beat by the Warsaw radio mast in 1974 in Warsaw, Poland. But the Warsaw radio mast collapsed in 1991, and KVLY went back to <laughs> what being did, the tallest what didn't structure. Collapse in 1991 in Eastern Europe. Am I right? Then in 2008, the Burj Khalifa passed it, so it was number two. It is currently the fourth tallest man-made structure in the world, beat by the Burj Khalifa, the Tokyo Skytree, and the Shanghai Tower. So all I'm saying is to the great people of Blanchard in Shrail County, North Dakota, uh, stack a couple more meters on that bad boy. Let's get let's get the uh, North Dakota back on the map. Exactly. Let's get let's get the best a, Dakota back opposed, on the map. As opposed to just that shape below South Dakota, where you just go, is that like a lake? Also, that fall of communism joke was impeccable. Did you just say that North Dakota was south of South Dakota? Or below South Dakota, I believe, is what you said. Oh, whatever. 
Well, I use read a, it back. If I'm, I'm wrong, I use, I'm no, you're mean. right. No, you're right. I use I use a map where Australia is on the top because uh, I don't like the. Ah, uh, uh, you don't obey the, the traditional. No, Euro I don't like century. the I don't like the imperial undertones exactly. of, of the, the United States being on the top and and the the Western Hemisphere being in the well, middle. Well, you know, of the map. you know the reason that the center of the map is the center of the map is because that's where the United Kingdom is. That is that's a good point. That is completely and true. And that's and that that's it unifies all kingdoms. That's welcome, why they, they couldn't call it that. Welcome to Sheldon Cooper presents Fun with Maps. <laughs> um, so the Buffalo Sabres are probably one of the very worst. much the United Kingdom of hockey teams. Exactly. Uh, all of their teeth are completely out of whack, and I just don't understand why they keep being terrible. Because uh, you've had all of the ability to be successful, you keep getting you know massive colonial <laughs> concepts or incredibly high draft picks in the thing of the Sabres and yet you continue to suck and I just don't know why uh why do you drive franchise player after franchise player or you know uh massive country after massive country you're really uh, going in on this UK analogy aren't you you set me up and now I'm in trouble Ben I need it's, help I, it's not it's not even a good analogy free me uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the Sabres are terrible. Uh, they're pretty much the worst-run franchise in hockey, for those that don't understand. Um, they've been terrible forever. They've never really been successful, and despite that, have continuously gotten high draft picks. And unlike other teams that are terrible forever, they haven't even whiffed on the high draft picks. Like, they hit. They get all-time great hockey players with these high draft picks. The team just sucks anyway. Uh Makes me happy. And that's really all that's really all I have to say. I mean, they're terrible and I don't really get how. Um, and they're at a point where their franchise player and their coach are just completely at odds. Where in one of my favorite stories, people are assuming the franchise player is either playing hurt or not trying. And the or coach both. and or both. And the coach is like, Well, he's injured, so we're gonna sit him a few days. And then he's like, Yeah, I got hurt. And the coach is like, Yeah, he got hurt in warm-ups this many days ago and the player is like that's not correct no <laughs> that's wrong uh the coach is incorrect with the statement he just made regarding my health and if your coach is that far off the same page as your star player and there's video evidence of exactly when that player got hurt um you might be a bad hockey team <laughs> Do one, Buffalo. My no more jobs goes to Chris Gittens. He's a Yankees prospect who today in spring training uh, hit uh, a ball 440 feet and 114 miles per hour for a go-ahead grand slam uh, uh, today. But it's no more jobs because he's still probably not going to make the team. And, like, dude, like, Come on, do that in the regular season. That whoever their triple A team is now needs. What was that. my bold prediction last week that I was like, well, you guys were like, that's not gonna happen. I can't possibly be expected to remember that. It was also over a week ago. So that is true. Oh yeah, Bobby Schmurda's Um all right. Hey, I don't know who that is. Bobby Schmurda? Yeah, please don't explain. I don't know. Okay, good enough. I think he's a rapper. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh okay. My bold prediction is that Maryland will get a six seed in the NCAA tournament. Uh, the city of Pittsburgh will spontaneously be sunk into the ocean. Reese Mona will dunk in a game. 
Oh, no. Actually, I'm going to walk mine back. I'm going to change mine to Alex Tostado is about to have a dunk in his next game with Chattanooga. And as immediately as his hands hit the rim, Pittsburgh will sink into the <laughs> <Yes>. sea. <laughs> Alex Tostada from Chattanooga, Tennessee, will single-handedly sink Pittsburgh into the ocean with a earth-bending dunk. And correct me if I'm wrong, Pittsburgh does not border an ocean. It does not. It ah. is surrounded by rivers. Okay. <laughs> well, that does it for this edition of the Three Point Shot. Bow, 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 bow.